Hello, 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 the haunted and the wanted peeps. How are you all doing? I hope you all are taking this 2319 virus. I don't know if I want to say seriously, because it is serious, but it's also really, really hard on everybody. So try and try and find the fun in what you can. Um, but yeah, a lot of people are out of jobs and a lot of people, one of my best friends, I'm at her wedding and it was supposed to be in, in about two weeks and it's being postponed. And of course me and Jeanette were planning to see Posty, um, on this last Saturday and today actually, cause today's, well, I'm recording this Tuesday night. So we were supposed to actually be like on our way driving to go see him right now and everything is canceled or postponed. So I do apologize. I hope they get it under wraps pretty quickly because I don't think it's fair to everybody that we aren't allowed to really have a life right now. So I hope it goes by pretty quickly. Um, due to the 2319 virus, Jeanette's not able to be with me tonight. So I'm recording the intro. So we do apologize, but, um, I know we talked about the Haunted Museum, uh, episode being today's episode on the 18th. So I do apologize. That is going to be postponed probably till next week. Hopefully we'll find some time to either try and set up a microphone on her end and do us both recording through the app or have her come over one night. Um, but we did still go to the Haunted Museum. We went Friday night, um, Friday the 13th. So we did still go and they actually closed it yesterday, the 16th. So I'm glad we got to go before it closed because it would have sucked to not been able to do anything that weekend. Um, but we still had fun. We made the most of it and did what we could out in Vegas. If you guys do have a chance to go to Zach Baggins, the Haunted Museum, please do. It's very interesting. Um, we did meet Peggy the doll. Um, I feel like I socially connected with her because as you could probably tell, I said her name and I used to not be able to say her name. So I don't know if it's just like that facing your fear thing that is going on, but I did stand directly in front of her face to face and said hello and thanked her for letting us in her room and said goodbye and all that good stuff. But we had so much other stuff. There's, uh, I think they said there's more than 30 rooms that we walked into. So we definitely have a bunch of stories. So hopefully next, by the time next week comes around, we'll have been able to get together to put that episode together. Um, it'll probably be one of our shorter episodes, maybe like 30, 45 minutes because I'll, um, I mean, it could be longer depending on how much we talk, but it's not going to be a normal episode where she does um, a true crime or a paranormal and then or I do a true crime or paranormal it's gonna be where we go through the haunted mansion with you guys or the haunted museum with you guys sorry bringing up Disneyland of course um but we'll walk through each room with you and tell you if we felt anything what we saw some of the creepiest things that we saw throughout the museum and some of the best things that we saw so we'll definitely go through that with you guys this episode is really good um it is one that we previously recorded like usual, so it is really good. I've already listened to it. It's all up and ready for you. Um, I do the folklore of La Llorona, and um, Jeanette is actually doing one of the, well, it's technically, it's he's called the first serial killer. Um, I'm sorry, not the first serial killer, the first internet serial killer. So you'll learn about him. It's not technically like he, there could have been more serial killers before for him but this is the first one that's like noted down where he used the internet to kind of bring people in 
So it's a really good episode. I hope you guys enjoy. I know this virus is bringing us all down and I know what we talk about isn't really the happiest thing. So I know if it is two negatives, it doesn't really make a positive in life. So if it is something where you need to take time and not listen to our episodes, I completely understand. We're, we're going through a really hard time in life. But I do hope you still keep up with us and The Haunted and The Wanted. Definitely feel free to follow us on The Haunted and The Wanted on Instagram, our Twitter at that W podcast, T-H-A-T-W. Um, and definitely if you have anything, um, any insights on maybe what we could do to kind of bring the mood up a little bit. Cause I, again, I know what we talk about isn't, isn't the most fun. I say it's very interesting. And I think that's why me and Jeanette are both very involved in it and the, the true crime paranormal communities and things like that. But it is some very hard stuff and being stuck at home, not have anything to do. And then listening to us, if it does like bring you down into that mood, I would rather you not, we want everybody to stay happy and neutral and excited about listening to us. If it doesn't and we bring you happiness and joy, definitely turn us on. Um, I know a lot of the time right now, none of us are really driving. Like I'm working from my apartment now. Um, so you don't have that driving time, which is when I listen to podcasts. So I know like I'm falling behind on mine as well. So if it is just something where you don't want to listen to it at home or you have kids that can't listen to it, it I completely understand. Please take the time and make sure that your mental health is very much backed up by what you're doing in life. We want to make sure that everyone's happy. So definitely do anything you can. If you need to reach out to us, you can reach out to us through our Instagram, our Twitter, or our Gmail at thehauntedandthewanted at gmail.com. We definitely love the support that you guys are bringing to us. We greatly appreciate it. We hope you enjoy this episode, and next week we'll hopefully be back with our The Haunted House episode, um, the Zach Baggins Haunted House episode. We've already talked about it. We're going to go through each room and just bring up items that are in the room, what made us feel eerie, what we thought would make us feel eerie and didn't, um, if we felt anything, some of the weirdest things that maybe the the um, tour guides told us. So we'll go ahead and go through all of that. If you have the uh, time to go there one day, definitely do. It's very interesting. One thing I want to tell you that I didn't know about this museum, it's almost a two-hour tour. So definitely be ready to be rocking around for about two hours. I don't know why I didn't know that before. I didn't look it up, I guess. But I thought it was like an hour. And then all of a sudden, like, I started getting tired. And I was like, okay, like, we should be near the end. And they were like, okay, it's time to go upstairs. You're about halfway. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is really long. But it's definitely worth, I think it was $40. So it's definitely worth it for a two-hour tour. I loved every minute. I would definitely go back um, just to kind of see if I get a different experience from different items and um, say different dolls, different artifacts, different things. And I love that they have true crime stuff in there too. Like they had, um, they had, um, like pieces of like, they had Ted Bundy's glasses. They had some Charlotte, um, Charles Manson stuff. They had, um, I think it was when Gacy, they had like an outfit of his. So it's really interesting. I definitely recommend you guys go, especially if you're interested in the stuff that we are. But thank you again for the support. I hope you enjoy this episode. Me and Jeanette will hopefully be back by next week. If not, we still have more episodes backed up. So don't think we're going to stop pushing them out. We'll still push them out for you guys if you guys are interested. If not, you can totally catch up once you're able to drive back to work again. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy. Here's me and Jeanette's stories for this week.
Okay, Jeanette. I have a like some semi some it's already starting off bad. Oh my god. <laughs> a semi like folk kind of thing. Do you have a semi? A semi truck. <laughs> That's pulling up. That's full of Amazon gifts just oh, for me. For us. I Don't love, be selfish. For us. I love Amazon. Okay. Tell me. Okay. So I have the story of this lady. A lady. A lady. Is she a murderer? That, well, to our knowledge, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's a murderer. Now, there's no facts okay. to this. Well, most paranormal ones so, aren't fact-based. This is, uh, we're just going to roll with it, and it's going to be freaking fantastic and amazing. Um, okay, so this lady. Back to the tale. The crazy lady. The crazy lady. She's not called the crazy lady, but I think she's a little wacko. So, okay, so there's this lady. And she's known more in, like, Texas, Mexico, but I've heard, like, um, like Spain as well. And basically now I think it's, like, all over the world because we have the internet. So it is a legend that is supposedly been used as, like, a spooky time bed story. But also it's been, like, this legend to, like, scare the shit out of your children mm-hmm. <laughs> to make them behave. Sounds right? about right. So, you know, it's kind of... It's a little interesting. And I was never told this as a kid. That's because you're white. That is because I'm white. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I grew up with the story. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. Sorry. But yeah, I totally understand. I think I learned it when I met you or Andrea, somebody. So anyways, so this is the story of La Llorona. Mm -hmm. And I have. Thank you. Thank you. Go white girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, white girl wasted. White girl wasted. I think I have three or four. Oh my god, my mother's making me mad now. Stop! I'm busy. Oh, uh, you're getting on my computer. Busy. No. Okay. So, <laughs> um. So okay. So the first, I guess not the first, but the early signs of. La Llorona. There's a story. Um, sorry, let me start off with what it means. Okay. I need to be a good, decent human being. So La Llorona means either the weeping woman or the wailing woman. Mm-hmm. So that's what it means. Now, supposedly, there are stories where, like, around bodies of water mm-hmm. or, I don't know, around bodies of water, yeah. <laughs> you, excuse me, can hear... Her cry. So I'm going to go ahead and explain a couple reasons on why you may hear her cry. I think I have three, but maybe four. I think there's like three folk tales, and then there's like one like true crimey one that I found. And then I think I'm going to do either me or Jeanette. If Jeanette decides to do it, I'll let her do it. But if not, I'll do it. Like a follow-up of like stories of people that have either seen her or heard her or their stories and things like that. Because I think it'd be really cool. I have one. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. So I could, if I do it, I'll I'll tell it. And if you do it, I'll just give you the story. Yeah. That'd be super cool. Okay. Perfect. I wasn't going to say like if our listeners had stories, but by the time this comes out, 
we're going to already have recorded the next one. True. Yeah. But we can still talk about it maybe like in the intro like yeah. we do. Okay. So anyways, if you have a story about La Llorona, please send it to thehauntedandthewanted at gmail.com. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So this first story uh, goes way back to 1502. And there was a... What's that word? Santa Steven. Santa... Uh, Santee Steven. <laughs> that's how I read that. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Oh, that's the guy's name. Just kidding. He's an anthropologist. <laughs> I thought that was a okay. So an anthropologist. So an anthropologist found an Aztec girl named La Malinche. Malinche, who fell in love with a um, conquistador, right? Conquistador. Conquistador. The last name. Cortez. Mm-hmm. They had two sons together. So, funny thing about this story is this first one has two sons, mm-hmm. right? But then we move to a son and a daughter. Okay. And then we move to twin girls. And then we move to seven kids. Oh, so, wow. this is okay. yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a wild ride, but they all have But kids. there's kids. There's involved. kids involved. At least two. At least seven. two. Up to seven in all of these. And I'll go through each one, I promise. I have I have the deets. I have the deets. Okay. It's all in the deets. It's all in the deets. Of ghostcitytours.com. That's where you got your info. That's where I got most of my info. And then I'm going to go over here a little bit if we have some time. Because this one goes into something else about them. Oh, my gosh. Freaking Google. Stop. Stop. Was that Stop talking? What's talking? Is that a Spanish ad? I think so, but where yeah. is it coming from? Nothing Probably. on here is talking. Yeah, that was. Which one? This one? Yeah. Oh, shut up, MMs. No one cares. I love that it's in Spanish. Because yeah, these legends are mostly like Latino based. Yeah. Well, I guess I didn't need this one There was something on here I wanted to show you. Is this oh. the guy? That's creepy as fuck. Why did that come up right Why now? Why did that come up right now? Oh, look. It was a mishap with the parachute. <gasps> oh, shit. Okay. So, you guys. What just happened? Before we started recording. Oh, my God. He died. Okay. So, before. Oh, he was a flat earther. What's a flat earther? I don't People know what that is. who think that the earth is flat. You've never heard of flat earthers, dude? They still exist? Yeah. Why? We've been to the moon, bro. We know what the earth looks like. They also don't believe in climate change. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, anyways. Okay. So before we started recording right now, I was Jeanette Twitter. was like, she was, or yeah, Jeanette was on Twitter and she was like, hey, or she was like, oh my God. And I was like, what? And she like, didn't show me her phone. She just like kept watching it. Right. And I was like, okay, something must be like super serious. So all of a sudden, she's like, dude, this guy, like, was on a, he made, like, a, a self-made rocket, right? Yep. So self-made rocket, and she was like, but he shot off, and, like, the parachute flies away. And she was like, and all, all of a sudden, you just see his body falling to the ground, and it, like, crashes on the ground, right? Yeah. So then I go on Google right now, because I have a website that I want to read something from at the end of my story. And, um... All of a sudden, like the video, the video up. started playing, right? And so all of on a sudden, computer, on the computer, and that same video that we were watching on Twitter just started playing. That's so weird. That's super weird. What's your guy's name? Your FBI guy? Franklin. Franklin. He was like here. He's like, on it, man. Yeah. Damn, Franklin. You must have nothing to do tonight, dude. So my mom, um, I've been wanting a straightener. Today's Sunday. I have to go to work tomorrow. I know. 
why did I don't know? I got I was like, cool, like today's Saturday, I can still sleep in. Oh, no, I can't. Are you tired? Damn it. No, I'm okay. <laughs> I, I just really thought like I got to sleep in the day and then I was like, wait, yeah, I already slept in. I gave her caffeine and it didn't work. I'm way more awake than I was when you got here. So it did something. So I've been wanting a straightener for a while, right? Because I used to have one way back when, and then it eventually stopped working because I used You haven't had a straightener? For years. And then I just never, like, bought one because I was just, like, when it came time and I had the money, I was, like, well, I would rather do this with my money. Or I would rather buy that. It was, like, 40 bucks. Yeah, but I always had something better to buy. Okay, no, I have one now. Listen. Let me tell you my story, bro. (laughs) Okay, Okay. So I just never got around to buying a straightener, right? So my mom knew I wanted a straightener, right? Yeah. So... The sweet angel of my mother for Valentine's Day. She just shows up with a fucking straightener. Um, and she's like, here you go. Happy Valentine's Day. I know you've been wanting one. That's what my mom sounds like in my head. But anyway, it was like this specific brand. And it's, I don't remember what it's called. But it's bright yellow, right? The straightener. Bright yellow. All right. Yeah. Okay. The reason why this is important is because... Even though I had been wanting a straightener, I had never, like, looked one up. Okay. You know how people look, like, I never cared enough to look up reviews or, like, so there would be no reason, right, Okay. for my computer or, like, whoever's tracking me to know that I was interested in a straightener. I wasn't even thinking of purchasing one. And then my mom went out and randomly bought me the straightener. Okay. That same day, five minutes after she hands it to me, my entire YouTube feed is reviews of that specific Are you yep. serious? Yeah. And it's not just random straighteners. Every single video was that bright yellow fucking straightener with the same brand. And, and the weirdest thing is, like, we, my mom and I, we didn't even discuss the brand. Like, she just gave me the straightener. I was like, oh, thank you, whatever. I opened it. I didn't say anything because I was just looking at it. And then, literally, I opened up my fucking phone and everything was that yellow straightener, dude. And I'm like, why? How? Like, I understand I've had it where, like, I'll be talking about, so if I'm talking about, like, Starbucks wraps, yeah. and then I'll get, like, an ad or something. Right. But I didn't even say anything. Or even if I said straightener, I would have said it in Spanish, and I didn't say the brand, and I didn't say it was yellow. So how did my fucking... How? I'm watching you. It's fucking Big Brother. Yeah. Okay. That's my whole story. Carry on, please. It's a little terrifying. Yeah. So now we got Do you have an FBI agent name for your guy? No. No? Oh, you need one. Franklin is mine. Can mine be... Franklin! Mine will be like Sarah. Oh, okay. She's a bitch. What is... Andrea's? Nick. Hers is Nick. Nick. Nick, mine's Franklin, and Sarah. Okay. Sarah's fucking on it. Thanks for the straightener details after it's been bought, not before. (laughs) After I have it. Nice try. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> okay. 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 So, anyways, la mal no no la mi 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 malinche malinche and Cortez had two cents. Okay. Oh yes. Okay. So Cortez made the decision to travel back to Spain, and he wanted to take his two cents with him. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Uh huh. So Cortez didn't ask La. Damn it. Malinche. La Malinche, the the mom. Anyways. Yeah. He didn't. I'm gonna go back to he and she. He did not ask her if it was okay, but somehow she refused to let him take the kids. Which, cool. I get it too. 
You ain't taking anything of mine. It is mine. And as we've learned from previous episodes, I do not share. You do not share. Okay. <laughs> so, um, basically, it turned a little in a direction that I don't think it should have gone. But, I mean, it, not my story. Um, she took both of her sons down to this river and killed them instead. So... I can't have them. Okay. Like, if I can't have them, no one will. Right. Your kids, though? Your kids? I don't know. A little harsh. A so, little. <laughs> massively harsh. So, um, basically, what happens is the next, like, ten years, she spends, like, grieving over her kids that she killed in the first place because she's a bitch and whatever. And I understand you don't want this man taking your children, but at the same time, you don't need to murder them. Go into hiding. I don't know. Do something else. Get a restraining order. In 1502? Yeah. Okay. You don't think they had those back then? No. Especially not for women. That's true. That's Especially, true. wasn't she Damn it. indigenous? And he was like a conquistador? She was nothing. That's not this one. Yeah, it was. It didn't say that she was like... What Was she... No. Okay. Well, she was a woman at the end of the day. Yeah. There's another one that's in here. Okay. Where, like, they're not in the same um, social status. Is that the word? Yeah. Structure? Mm-hmm. Status? Whatever. Anyways, okay. So, basically, she, at times, is associated with La Llorona because she killed her two kids. So, it could be her. Okay. We should do this as, like, suspects. Okay. Which one do you this think? This is our first suspect. So this is suspect number one. Ah, come back. Um, okay. Suspect number two. <clears throat> La Llorona was once a very happy woman. Ooh, I like the dramatic effect. Ooh. It's like a novella. And, right? Ooh, yeah, we should do novellas. <laughs> okay, so she was very happy, and she married the love of her life. Now just picture like a cartoon with like the heart eyes popping mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, they married in a church in Mexico. They were standing at the altar. And this priest guy, whoever that is, I'm just kidding. The priest asked them, or I don't know if he asked. I don't know how that works. But anyways, he either asked or requested or told them, whichever the right way is, but to give up their firstborn son to the priesthood. Okay. Right? But she, at the time, not being pregnant, and not really caring about a kid right now because she just married the love of her life. Says, yeah, sure. Totes. Like, that's totes fine. You can have whatever you want. I just want my hubby. And I want us to go on our little honeymoon in our horse carriage and move along, right? Mm-hmm. Like, good times. But then she had children. She had one son and one daughter. Okay. And she realized then she wasn't giving up her kids. Those are her kids. She right. didn't share, right? She's okay. So she was you. <laughs> I would have never agreed to that in the first place. That's like being like, hey, will you give over one of your puppies? Right. Absolutely not. No, that's mine. What not the my fuck? puppy. The fuck? If I have a puppy, it's my puppy. <laughs> mine. Yes. Mine. Okay. So, <clears throat> so this woman was... Woman. Woman. She didn't know. Or she didn't know. She didn't want to give up 
her little kiddos. They were her kiddos. Makes sense. And she was hoping that the priest would never notice. That she had a baby. I don't know. That I'm not sure of. If it's like if she didn't want him to know that she had kids. Or if it's like she didn't want him to like. Like as long as I don't bring it up, he won't remember that I promised over my kid. You know what I mean? So one of those things. So one day, this family's house catches on fire. Massive fire. Flames everywhere. And <laughs> told you the coffee got to me all of a sudden. Good. It did. I like it. Okay, so the I almost said the coffee got to the, the fire got to the house. <laughs> and it swallowed the house like and it was like just dust on the ground. Okay. Like engulfed it in flames and it's no longer standing. The kiddos were inside and they didn't make it. Okay. But this mom made it and she managed to make it, but there's a but. <clears throat> she had burns all over her body and somehow supposedly it like took away features on her face and made her look like a donkey or a horse mm -hmm. until so she became known as Donkey Lady. Mm -hmm. Yikes. So, supposedly it states that fate damned her into searching for her children for all of eternity. Now, thing is, is that she knows where her kids are. They're dead. So why does she have to search for them for all of eternity? She knows where they are, right? Yeah. I'm confused. Maybe it was like Maybe their souls? Does she have to search for their souls? Yeah. Yeah? Maybe. Okay. Because it says... She wanders along, like, the rivers and creeks to find her children. So that's suspect number two. But they died two. when she was alive, so she knows where they are. So, so far, suspect number one is my go-to, right? Yeah, right? Okay. So, basically, since she's died, they've claimed to see La Llorona along the rivers and creeks and hear um, her screams, like, looking for her children and shouting out, Mijo, mijo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, does this just mean, like, children, or is this specifically son? That's son. Okay. So, like, what... If she would say mis hijos with an S at oh, the end, that, that would, would be plural, so and what, that would be... That's rude. She's only looking for her son. And yeah, that. that's what I was about to say. Like, why? why? Rude. Rude. That's why Hashtag rude. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was wondering. I didn't know if it meant both. Wait, wait, wait. What's wrong? Oh, yeah. Calling for a son that has been gone for generations. Yeah, and so... I read that and I was like, okay. But then I wanted to like the stories yeah. I know. She always says mis hijos, so oh, multiple. Okay. multiple, yeah. Whether it be boys or girls. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, basically, it said that like if you hear her, I guess you hear her sometimes like from the water. Mm -hmm. So people, again, no facts. Um, but supposedly people have like gone out to try and save her and anyone that's gone out to try and save her ends up drowning themselves. Mm -hmm. So don't do it. Yeah. Like a mermaid. Like you hear the mermaid. Yeah. Like in Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh, shit. I remember I hated that episode. I hated the noise that they made. I was like that. <laughs> Whatever. But I but hated it. that noise. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> but they're pretty. <laughs> okay. So I think this is the one. That you're talking about a little bit okay number three so this one also starts at a church and this is the one where they have twins okay so apparently 
uh, permanently. The twins were so identical that one got baptized twice and the other one did not get baptized. Okay. There's no way to know that, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, also, wouldn't they both be getting baptized and you put one and then you put the other? What do you mean? Oh, well, yeah. But, like, if they, right, like, one would be wet. <laughs> right. And the other one would not be wet. Right. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. But the legend is. But that's the point. Um, we're just believing what the stories say. Say, not stay. <clears throat> we're not passing judgment. No, not at all. I'm just reading what I have on my paper. Okay, so <clears throat> the set of twins, they were identical. The priest baptized one kid twice and the other one not at all. Now, they both grew up. These girls got married. Now, oh, they were girls? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Both of these twins were girls. Got up. Got up. Grew up. Grew up. Got married. And the one that was baptized found love and true happiness. The other one that grew up found nothing and was constantly angry for no reason. That sounds like me, and I was never baptized, so now it makes sense. I was baptized, and I'm like that, so it doesn't make sense. You were baptized? I was. Yeah. Well, so that. you're going to heaven. You're guaranteed a spot. For now. So <laughs> <laughs> the rules change. <laughs> I was baptized when I was a baby. Is that my parents' wedding? Could you believe that no. they did that to their friends and family? A Catholic wedding. Why? Which is already because they were Catholic. So a Catholic were, wedding, or are because you're not were. Yeah. Okay. So no, none of you are. No. Okay. Got it. Um. So they had like a two-hour. I mean, I don't know how long they are, but like Catholic weddings are forever. And then they had a Catholic baptism the same time. Wild. Their friends and family loved them. Because I would be like, I'm gonna sneak out, go get some in and I'll be back. You guys want something? <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks run. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So, um, the one that was mad all the time for no reason at all gave son. Oh my god, I cannot fucking talk. This is not okay. I have a podcast. I have to learn how to read. It was a coffee. It was. I got too excited. Okay, so. Anyways, she gave birth to a son and a daughter, but in fact, she didn't want either one or like them at all. She hated them. So she hated them so much that she took them down to the, what is that? Do you know what that is? Asakia. Asakia? I don't know. I'm assuming it just means some kind of water. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she took them down to the water and she drowned both of them. Not nice. So then. Her life continued as normal. Bitch. <laughs> Not nice. And she ended up dying. Right? Okay. So she died. She went to heaven. Oh. Well, but she was turned away. Well, of course. She wasn't baptized. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. I thought it was just because she was a bitch and dropped her kid. No, it was just because she wasn't oh, baptized. Oh, shit. It just dinged for me like a light bulb went off. You're so smart. I know. This is why I need you here. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're so right. <laughs> I didn't think about that at all. Okay, so she was turned away to forever look for her children that she drowned herself. So 
da, da, da. So, it is known that her ghost roams the area searching for her drowned children. Yeah. And it's heard, or it said that you can hear her cries for miles and miles and miles. Yeah? Yeah. That's aspect three. Okay. No. That was two. Three. That was three. Three. Yeah. Three. So there's four. Yeah. Ready? Three. There's number four. Okay, four. Okay, number four. Okay. So this one. Oh, no, because that's not the one I was talking about. This is the one that I was talking about with the social things. Okay, are you ready? So number four. This number four, it starts off with a beautiful woman. And she was like Cinderella and got wooed by this fancy prince. Right? Okay. okay. So he was wealthy. He was an older man. Now, how much older? We don't know. He was a zaddy. He could have been a zaddy or a sugar daddy. We don't know what he really looked like or how much older he was. Okay. So, his name was Don Muno Montez Claro. Is that right? Sure. Don Muno Montez Claro. Yeah? Uh, okay. What would you say? I don't know. Was oh, it okay. supposed to have the little squiggly line above or no? Oh, I have no idea. Maybe it was Muno if it, if it did. Don oh. Muno Montes Claro. Anyways, it doesn't matter. This guy. This man. We're just going to, I need to stop trying to pronounce people's names. Okay, so her name was Luisa, and her name was Don. That's where we're going, okay? okay and they were her name was Don. Yeah. Her name was Luisa and Don, and they fell in love, but they were in different social classes, like Romeo and Juliet. Always. Always. So, Luisa wanted marriage, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah... Give me the ring. She found a zaddy. She wanted her zaddy. Give me the ring. But he could not imagine being with someone not in the same social class that he was. Because he was an asshole. Okay. So so he put her up as a mistress. So she had like her own little place. Like this little cottage. And he would come and visit her when he wanted. Ew. No. You come visit when I want you to. <laughs> this don't, is not up to you. <laughs> yeah, don't just invite yourself don't over just invite yourself to my over. apartment. What the fuck do you think you are? With a bottle of wine. With a bottle of wine? You ain't wooing me. I can buy my own fucking wine. And I pay my own rent, too. Thanks. Okay, but anyway. Can you tell this is a sensitive this is subject? This a sensitive subject. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, anyways. <clears throat> she wanted all of... Don's affection and he would give her jewels and he would give her like clothes and guess what he guess what he gave her guess babies baby it was going magically well and they were living happily ever after okay mm. where he would come visit her a couple times a week be like hi honey I missed you and give the kiddos a hug and then he would go back to his mansion and live in happiness with his servants right so, now, he stopped coming, and he would come, like, once a week, and then, like, once a month, and then never. He would never come. And the thing is, is, like, was someone bringing her food? Right? Because, like, she lived in this cottage, right? But if she was the mistress, did anyone else really know about her? Well, so... I'm assuming in the beginning he was, like, bringing her food and goodies and, like, jewelry and all this stuff. And then if it stopped happening, what was she living off of? But she was, like, able to go out and buy stuff, right? Did she, she have money, though? How did she have money? She had a lot of jewels. That she probably saw. Oh, okay. Or he probably gave her money, too. Yeah, maybe. Along the way. 
Okay, <clears throat> anyways, so she got the courage to walk up to his main house. Ready? And she knocked on the door. And the servant answered and said, yeah, what do you want? What are you doing here? Blah, 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 right? And she said, oh, I am, oh, the servant said, sorry. She was like, what are you doing here? And she was like, oh, I'm here to see Don. He hasn't came to see me in X, Y, Z days and blah, 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 right? So the servant says, oh, I'm so sorry, Senorita Luisa, but Don Muno is set to be married on this very day. Oh, wow. Right? What the fuck? Okay, so then. On this she, very day. On this very day. So then she responded with, today, no, it cannot be true, right? But it was. It was true. <laughs> it was true. It was true. So, Don. Straight facts. Straight facts out of this non-factual story. That's right. So, Don was, uh, had an arranged marriage with a woman that was in his social class. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but supposedly he loved someone else. They're freaking fake married. All of these men are fake married. That's so sad. We need to be real married people. Stand with your partner. If you don't like them, tell them that you don't like them. That's how I feel. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> so, completely so sad and crying, she goes back to her little cottage. And she opened the front door, and she was mad and angry. And she snatched up her children. And she threw them in the river. How many? I'm assuming two. It's literally, look at this. It doesn't say how many, but <laughs> those are my notes. Um, you yeah. literally so, wrote, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how I text. <laughs> you know what it is. That's what mm-hmm. You know if I'm really laughing? What is mine? How do you know if I'm really laughing? Do you know? You put, ha, 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 ha. I put a B. I put, ba. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, that's how you know if I'm like that's literally laughing. Yeah. Or if I say I literally laughed out loud, that means I literally like laughed out loud. I'm not lying to you. LOL just means I chuckle. And haha is just something that I put at the end of a sentence. So it doesn't sound mean. <laughs> what about, oh, you do that to me all the time. But it's not funny. You know what I mean? Like if I write you something and I put haha, like what I wrote you isn't funny. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like if you think about it, I'll be like, how are you today? Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. Haha. Like, there's nothing funny about oh, cool. Yeah. But it's like, if I just wrote oh, cool, I sound like I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. And I am interested. Do you so just, uh-huh. yeah, just to like make me feel special? Yeah, because you're special. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I know your story's long and I'm supposed to be going fast and I already went over my half hour. <sighs> okay. So she threw open the door. She snatched her kids. She threw them in. I almost said the dungeon. In the river. In, in the, the river. river. And she ignored them when they were crying. Mommy, mommy, help. I'm drowning. Oh, wow. Okay. So she was caught. This bitch was caught. Mm-hmm. And all the other stories, she hasn't really been caught. Mm-hmm. This bitch was caught and sent to the county jail. And then she died from grief. Now, supposedly... Dawn's new wife died on the same day that Louisa died in jail of grief. Mm -hmm. So he lost both of the women that he was loving, love in love with, whatever you want to call it, in a situationship. They both died on the same day. Crazy, right? So supposedly 
Louisa's spirit was doomed to wander the water until she found her children, and you can still hear her wails throughout the area because they have not been found. Okay, now I have one more story, and I super apologize. You're I'm fine. trying to rush. No, you're good. Okay. So this one is a factual story, and I looked it up, and it's true. Okay. Now, this one is weird. Okay. So, and this is pretty recent, too. This is in 1986. That's super recent. Right? I know. Like, my parents were alive. I wasn't alive. But my parents were alive. I was almost alive. Oh, I see this. Oh, yeah, I'm three years old. Wait, 89 or are you 90? I'm in 90. Three with me? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so supposedly in the Buffalo Bayou surrounding the San Antonio region, there was a murder. Supposedly or factually? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, sorry. Factually, this is okay. supposedly. Dun, dun, dun. A murder took place. Okay. So, Juana Marie Lija? 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 Yes. Okay. Lija? Lija? Do you know? Leija? Leija? I don't know. Okay, so anyways. She and her children were suffering because the husband was abusing them, right? So one morning, a murky day, she brought her seven children. How do you pack up seven kids? <laughs> like, come on, children. Seven of them? Could you imagine? I can't imagine one or two. She packed them where? Oh, I don't know. She just took them down to the water. Okay. Which I guess, if that's like something fun for them, they'd be like, yeah, let's go. Put on your bathing suits. Woohoo. Okay. So, anyways. so, she was very angry. And she threw six of her seven kids into the water. How old were they? Uh, they're all ranges, and I have it on this one. Let me see. Maybe it's down more. You asked me too fast. I know already. I know already. So there was one that was four, two, one, six, five, and nine. Okay, so what they're all pretty little. <laughs> they're all under ten. Yeah. Seven kids under ten years old. This poor woman. Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways. So two of her children, Juana and Judas. Juana and Putas? Uh-huh. Okay. They did not make it. So two of the seven kids died. Okay. Six were thrown into the water. Right? Okay. The oldest one ran for help, which is why she didn't get thrown in the water. Rescuers came, but two of the children didn't make it. And the two that didn't make it were six and five years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... She, when she got caught, she protested and said that she was in it. Oh, God, I can't fucking talk. I'm getting really irritated at my voice. <laughs> she said that she was innocent and claimed that she had no choice, right? Because her husband was aggressive. Mm-hmm. You don't need to kill your children. Just hide somewhere. Take them away. Go to your parents' house. That was your oh. foot, right? Oh, my God. That scared the shit out of me. Like, your whole yeah. face dropped. 
fuck is going on? It felt like an animal went across my Achilles tendon. Oh my god, I was gonna die. <laughs> Number one, I don't have an animal. Number two, I hate Achilles tendon. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Sorry, I'm crying. I gotta recuperate. I can't remember. I can't remember the last time I laughed so hard. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> you scared the shit out of me. Dude, I thought you were about to scream at me. No, I literally thought there was an animal like a rat that just ran across me. Your face was like, holy shit! So What's going on? Oh my god, okay. We're good. <laughs> oh my god, okay. I just have to get through this last piece, I promise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so she said she was innocent <laughs> because her husband was aggressive. <laughs> okay, so, okay, listen to this. Are you ready? <clears throat> she killed two of her children, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny, Jeanette. I'm just no. kidding. Um, what was her, um, uh, like her pre- uh, not pre-cushion. What was her? <laughs> what was her sentencing? Are you asking me? Yeah, I want you to guess. She killed two kids. Oh, uh, forty-five days. Oh, dang. No, it's not that little. <laughs> but she like never went to jail. She just received ten years of probation. Okay. For killing two kids, bro. That's like life in jail. Yeah, but last week, you know, I told you that guy raped a kid and got a year in jail. So, our our system. But see, that's still a year. She didn't get any jail time. Any. Our system is fucked up. Yeah, it is. Okay, anyways. Okay, so when she was asked why she committed these crimes, do you want to know what she said? Um, Well, she said because my husband's abusive. Right, right, right. But when they asked her, like, what made you commit crimes, like, instead of doing something else, right? Like, did she why say, did you do this instead of, like, running away or whatever? Did she say a demon told her? <clears throat> she claimed to be La Llorona herself. Oh, okay. So she's La Llorona reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the story of La Llorona. So that's true. Yeah, that story's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just like living her best life right now. Or what? Yeah, I didn't see that she was dead, so I'm assuming she's still alive. I'm assuming they took her kids. She's a grandson, or a, she has grandkids now. Her did oldest they, had kids. Did they take her kids away? I don't think so. They had to have. I don't think so. Okay. It just says that her and her husband divorced, and she hasn't seen her husband since. Oh no, they did. They did. They took her kids away. They said it was um mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. They were um, her youngest three, I think. Yeah, her youngest three, who were four, two, and one, um, were adopted and supposedly are still in Houston. But I don't know where her oldest is. Anyways, okay. That's it. That's what I have. Good one. Bow. Um, so I'll, I'll follow up to that one. Or yeah. Either way. Okay. Yeah, either way. But I think it'd be cool follow up and have like stories of people that have encountered her that'll be fun yeah good job okay cool thanks ready for my story my story is long so buckle in buckle up now okay 
So my story is kind of long, so I'm going to try and um, go through as it pretty quick. As slow as you can. As slow as possible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I want to start this story off with a question. Oh, no. Okay. Ready. Brittany. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Have. Are you going to fill in the blank or no? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, you filled it in the first time, so I was like, is she going to go for it? Oh. Do you have a nice signature? No, I hate my fucking signature. Okay, is it pretty consistent? Like, when you sign shit, it's usually the same one? Yeah. So, I have always signed things like a third grader. The, oh, yeah, my writing is still a third grader. Yeah, so my signature is always just my cursive that I learned when I was in third grade. Oh, okay. And it never adapted. Mine into- is the letter B that usually ends up looking like an R. Mm. And then squiggles, and yeah. then a W, and then some more squiggles. So, yeah, usually I do squiggles now, because uh-huh. I'm like, squiggles look better than... If I were to look at my signature, I would think mm-hmm. it was, like, Ryan or okay. something. Well, this story has a lot to do with signatures. Shit. And... Let me screw it. I don't, don't identify me by my signature. I... Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's known... Or, it's a murder. Okay. And it's a man. Okay. As they usually are, right? So he's known as the f- internet's first serial killer. Ooh. Have you heard this story? No, I have not. Okay, so his name is John Edward Robinson. The nickname was given to him. Is he actually the very first internet serial killer? Who knows? But he's the what's, one who got that title. What's the dip in that? The, I can't even talk in your story, and I'm not reading anything. Um, is there, like, a definition of internet murder? Like, what does that mean? Um... You'll see in the story, it just progressed. Um, he started utilizing, because it was around the time right. when the internet became big, so he started using, like, chat rooms to contact victims. What was that chat room that we... I used to do it in high school with my friends. Uh-huh. And, like, it was just, like, these random people would come up on your screen, and then you could click next. I think that's the first time I ever saw a penis. Oh, like, Ubu or something? But Uvu, you had to know people. Like, this was just, like, a thing that you logged into, I right? think there's been so many and, throughout like, the And, like, you years. just, like, skipped and you could, like, talk to random people. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's Omega? the first time I... Maybe, I have no idea. But I think that's the first time I ever saw a dick. Yeah, it was just, like... like yeah, it just, like, was there. And I was, like, oh, my God. Just good. Yeah. yeah, I think my friends were doing it. Because, like, I would have never done that on my own. I would have no idea what that is. So, I remember they were doing it. But I was just, like... Like, I thought... I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. And I was probably a fucking senior in high school. Like, I was just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think I was that old. But still, like, it wasn't <laughs> something that I was, like, used to. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. What is this? The internet is full okay. of creeps. Very. Just so true. Like Please be friend. careful. Yeah. So, his name is John Edward Robinson, okay? <laughs> okay. So, let me tell you. John Robinson was raised in Illinois, and he was known as being a good person. Um, so, his whole life, he loved animals. Which, when they were talking about him, um, you know how usually sociopaths, the first sign, or one of the first signs is that they'll hurt animals? Mm-hmm. Well, this guy was kind of the opposite, because he fucking loved animals. Okay. Maybe he, on his free time, without people knowing, killed some animals here and there, or tortured them. But from all accounts, he really loved animals, right? So that's just to set the scene. People thought he was an awesome guy. He was very loving. Mm. He used to sing in the church choir. Okay. So when he was 13, he actually got the opportunity to go to the UK um, as part of, like, a church thing. And he sang for the queen herself. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Later in life, he eventually settled down and he had four kids with his wife. But he never, like, truly settled down because he kept losing jobs because he was really into committing crimes 
and I'm talking about white collar crimes, right? Okay. So he would always get caught, and then he was doing things such as stealing, embezzling from his workplaces. Mm-hmm. So he was always in and out of jail. But okay. the reason why he was always in and out of jail was for white collar crimes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So despite the fact that he was constantly doing things that classified him as a felon, mm-hmm. he never got a lot of jail time. And this was probably because of his appearance. Okay. First of all, he was a white man. So right off the bat, he's like right. winning at life, right? Yeah. But also he was just like, he was kind of bigger and he looks, if you see pictures of him, he kind of looks like this what would be considered like a sweet older man like when you see someone you're like oh what a sweet looking old man okay he wasn't super old at the time but you know what I mean like he just had that appearance of like he was kind of thick and actually they gave him the nickname Pillsbury Doughboy oh yeah because he just like looked that sweet right adorable whatever um and then he was known as being a very nice person, like I said. Mm-hmm. This was in his community, so I wouldn't be surprised if people have called him a pillar of the community because, okay. you know, that's what they always call them. And yeah. then it turns out that they're always the worst people in the world. So because he was in and out of jail so much, he had a probation officer, and that probation officer hated him, and he hated the fact that he kept getting away with things. Uh, um, okay. He knew that he was always beating the system, so he ended up keeping a very long history of all his files because unlike everyone else he didn't fall for robinson's facade like he saw through him yeah and he truly felt like there was something really sinister about him and that he just hadn't been caught for what he was actually really doing right there's usually one person yeah thank god right yeah so even when robinson was no longer on probation his his po couldn't shake that feeling that he was a bad person. So he kept all of his files in his office instead of like transferring them over to storage, which I guess is like protocol. Like once you aren't like directly their PO anymore, like you just kind of put it away and you don't I guess keep that it. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it said that he kept them in his office because he was sure that they were going to come in handy. Right. Okay. So after this, Robinson ended up moving to Kansas city. Okay. And when he moved there, he continued participating in white collar crime uh, and he's been called a nine to five serial killer because he would commit his crimes during like his work hours. Like banking hours. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> he would like go to work and come back as if nothing had happened and just continue about his life. Right. All right. His first known victim was a 19 year old woman by the name of Paula Godfrey. And she disappeared on September 1st, 1984. Recently, because she was so young, she had just graduated from high school and she was looking for a job. And this was pre-internet days. So when she was looking for a job, she was going through, like, the classifieds on the newspaper. Okay. And she saw an ad, and it was really interesting um, because it seemed, like, too good to be true. And if it seems too good to be true, it usually usually is. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this part is kind of interesting because, like I told you, he's been called the first – the internet's first serial killer. Mm-hmm. And so this story, you're going to see how he transitioned from how he was killing before he started using the internet, how he was getting his victims, right? Okay. To then what he did, like, after, once the internet was a thing. Damn, okay. So at this time, he's putting out ads. Okay. This is how he started getting his victims. He would put out ads for work, and then the women would come, and they would, like, be really excited about the job because he just offered X, Y, Z. And is there they, a movie about this or a show? I, no. I don't know. Might be. Um, but yeah so we're gonna see how he transitioned over gotcha okay Mm -hmm. so back to paula um she goes for the job interview and obviously who was conducting the interview it was john robinson right okay so he told her his whole story that he would usually tell people 
um, was that he was a multimillionaire and that he was looking to hire an executive assistant that could help him. And basically he was just telling them how successful he was and how much of a role model slash mentor he would be for them. So he was basically just offering up all these services. Like I'll, I got you, like I'll help you be a successful business person yourself. I'll be there for whatever you need. Um, and for this job, you're going to have to travel a lot. So he's just making the job seem the right. job that's not a Seem job. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So of course the girl's super excited. It seems like the opportunity of a lifetime. She takes it, right? Right. She calls her dad and she gave him the great news and she just tells him, you know, it's gonna be a lot of hard work. So I'm gonna be very busy. I'm gonna be working a lot and I'm gonna be traveling a lot. And shortly after that, she disappears. Like he stops hearing from his daughter. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he starts getting concerned and he knows exactly who to turn to because he knows that his daughter had started working for someone named John Robinson because okay. this man never even switched his name. Like he was giving out his real information, his real contact information. I don't know if it was cockiness or he's, I, he wasn't dumb, but he was giving his information left and right. Right. Weird. Okay. Yeah. So he, like I said, he used his real name. Um, and then when the dad tried contacting him, he got in touch with him and he asked, where's my daughter? And Robinson played it off. And he basically told her, like, Paula hasn't been showing up to work. And I was actually thinking of calling you to try and find out if you knew where she was. Because she's just not showing up, right? Okay. Um, her dad didn't really believe the lies. Because he knew that the last person that she mentioned was new in was her life him. was him. Yeah. yeah. But shortly after this, he gets a letter in the mail. And it was a typewritten letter from his daughter and it was just, like, life updates, right? Like, telling him, like, everything's fine. I think she just kind of said, like, I'm on a, a soul-searching quest. I'm doing me. Just, you know, don't worry about me. And at no the one's very, ever going to say that. At the bottom, though, it was her handwritten signature. So he knew it was hers. He was doubtful at first. He compared it to other documents that he had that she But had I feel signed. like I would never sign my name like my signature on a letter to my dad. But she did. And so the point is that her signature was on there. So the whole issue is that if you go to the police and you're like, my daughter's missing, and then you tell them, like, I got this letter, but she didn't write it, but it's signed by her, they're going to be like, bro. Even if you tell them, like, my daughter wouldn't do this, they're going to be like, well, that's a letter, and that's her signature, and you're confirming that it's her signature. It's fine. So that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but basically in the story, like, uh, that was the whole issue. Like, your daughter has contacted you, and she signed it, so just leave her alone. Like, she's doing her thing. She's an adult, you know? Um, no. Yeah. Absolutely not, but yes, it happened. <laughs> Okay, so now in 1987, a 27-year-old woman named Catherine Clampett also went be missing. You look good. Are you worried? I'm not really worried about 27. I'm really worried about 29. Because it's close to 30. 29 is gonna hit me hard. Why? Yeah. I don't know. It's like 25. I knew 25 was gonna hit me. Yeah. I know 29 is gonna hit me. You can just feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. Well, if you if you put it like that, you set yourself up for that. Yeah, but then I'm like, like, 27 isn't going to hit me too hard, and, like, I know it's not. But, like, and I don't think 30 will either. I think 30, I'll want to do something fun. But 29. But 29, I'm going to be like, shit. God damn it. Why am I here? Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So, 27-year-old Catherine Clampett. 
she also goes missing from the same area that Paula disappeared. And, of course, she also happened to be Robinson's employee. Ew. Once her family started asking questions, they also started getting um, hand-signed letters from her. And then she's just telling them she's fine, but she needs some space, basically. So that same year, Robinson ends up going back to prison. In 84, there was phones. 87. sorry. The first girl was 84, right? And then this one was 87. There was phones. I think, yeah, but I think, I, I feel, okay, yeah, I get your point. I think the families aren't falling for it. It's just the police have to. Yeah, because it's like you're getting some kind of contact. Maybe she just doesn't want to talk to you on the phone. Maybe she's scared that you're going to, like, yell at her or try to convince her otherwise. So she's just letting you know. Damn right. Yeah. Because it's not true. Okay. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so that same year that she disappeared, the second girl, Catherine, or the woman, Catherine, Uh um, he ends up going back to prison, but not for her disappearance. He was actually sent back for fraud and theft. Okay. So in prison, there was a staff librarian named Beverly. Okay. And she's married to the prison doctor. Um, so they're, like, basically the jail's OTP, right? Like, What's OTP? Oh, one true pairing. You're not on social media enough. Like, soulmates. Like, oh. when someone says OTP, it's usually, like, when they're referring to a couple on a show because they're ultimate goals. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So, so these two people Like, were Pam and Jim goals. are usually called an OTP. Oh, yes, I love them. Yeah. Okay. So they were, like, Pam and Jim, but off, or jail. But jail. Okay. Yeah. That'd be so funny. Sorry, okay. <laughs> okay, so Beverly, right? She's married to the prison doctor. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. However, inside. She ends up falling in love with Robinson. No. To the point that when he was released from prison, she divorced <gasps> no! her man, who was a doctor. The fuck? With the hopes, not even because she knew for a fact that she was gonna marry him. Because remember, Robinson is married and has a whole ass family. So she divorced her man. Just on the hope and on the promise, maybe, that one day we will get married. That's you with postponement. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just look my way and um, you're... Who? Who? I don't know. None of these boys? No. Okay. Posty blue kiss at me? What? <laughs> I'm single now. Yes. So he's married. He has a family. Obviously, they're not just going to be able to go and live a happy life, right? Okay. So what ends up happening is that he actually had a large plot of land and he had a farmhouse on that land. So he basically moves her there and they are... Robinson. Yeah. Okay. He has the land and he has a farmhouse. So he can't take her home because he has a family at home. Right. So he puts her in this farmhouse. That's like my story. Yeah, yeah. When you were telling the (laughs) story. That's so funny. Yeah, I was going to say it, but yeah, (laughs) pretty much the same thing. Um, so they're in essence playing house, right? Cause they're not together, but they're kind of like, oh my God, you leave your doctor husband at the jail. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. But since she got divorced from him, there probably wasn't a, uh, prenup, right? That's what, yeah. Yeah. Because she started getting alimony checks from him and he was making pretty good money. So from what I read, she was getting about a thousand dollars every month from yeah. him. Yes, please. And this happened for a long time. But because she had moved to this farmhouse with him, he was sending the checks to a P.O. box by there, I'm assuming is what the situation was. Uh And they were getting cashed every month. But as it turned out, shortly after Beverly moved there, she was never heard from again. So what do you think happened, right? He's forging her signature like he's forged everybody else's. Exactly. Okay. So her family was obviously also trying to reach out to her. Uh, when they did, they started getting the letters from her, and she obviously had had her signature at the bottom. 
Um, in this case, people were less suspicious about the fact that she kind of disappeared because a lot of shit's going on in her life, right? She just got divorced. She's in love with a felon. It was kind of like she was going through a crisis. So it was not that unusual for her people to be like, oh, she's just not talking to us because they assume like, you know what I mean? Like if you're going through that much, yeah. it's not that weird to imagine that you would kind of isolate yourself from people. Right. You don't want the judgment or whatever it may be. Yeah. So that was kind of the situation with her. Like they just assumed that she was trying to adapt to her new life and her new reality. Okay. okay so now we're going to shift gears because it's believed that Beverly was his last victim before he started utilizing the internet. Yeah. Okay. So it said that he had five computers because he was just talking to so many people and on so many things that he needed multiple computers. And basically what he would do is seduce women through chat rooms and he would get them to agree to have sexual encounters with him. And by the year 1999, he had had several sexual assault assault charges against him, um, which ended up helping the police get warrants to search his property. And this is when they finally were able to find the evidence that they needed to incriminate him for his crimes. Okay. So what ended up happening is that in his farm plotland whatever mm-hmm. they found 255 gallon barrels and inside those barrels they found the bodies of isabella novitska and suzette trouden trouden um so isabella was a polish immigrant who had decided to travel to kansas to meet up with him but her family thought she was thra- traveling through europe the entire time when she was actually missing right okay and then across state lines in missouri Robinson had a storage unit, and in that storage unit, the police found more barrels with the bodies of three other victims. Um, one of them was Beverly, who was the prison librarian. Um, you know who I'm talking about? The librarian? Yeah. No, I'm confused. The, what do you the mean? one who left her husband. That Remember she disappeared? You look confused. Yeah. Oh, she was a librarian in the prison? Yeah. Oh, okay. I knew she worked in the prison. I didn't know she was a librarian. Oh, yeah, Sorry. she was a librarian. I knew okay. he was a doctor, and I knew she worked there. Okay, yeah, she was okay. a staff librarian. Then, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so her body was found there. Remember, she had Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the other two bodies were those of Sheila Faith and her 15-year-old do- daughter, <gasps> Debbie Faith. No. So it's really sad um, because something to know about Debbie is that she had a disability, and that's relevant. And she's, wait, the mom? No, she's the daughter. She's the daughter. Okay. Yeah. It's important to know that because her mom was getting disability checks for her daughter. Oh, shit. mm -hmm. They were going to appeal a lot. He pursued Sheila, and then once he murdered them, he continued continued to check the checks. Hey, how much money is this guy making? For six years. Shit. Yeah, dude. He did that for six years. Okay, so now we're going to backtrack a little, and we're going to talk about two other characters in the story. Okay. So we have Lisa Stacy, who is the mother of Tiffany Lynn Stacy, okay. who was a baby, right? Okay. So Lisa was 19 years old when she gave birth to Tiffany. Okay. And Tiffany was about three to four months old when she went missing with her mom. Okay. So Tiffany's dad was Lisa's high school sweetheart. So cute. Okay. Two high schoolers fall in love. They have a baby. Okay. Um, and they end up getting married. And things turned rocky, right? Okay. So he ends up leaving. I think he was in the military. So when things went bad, he enlisted again and left to another state, I think. Oh, yeah, because that solves everybody's problem. Um, And then Lisa ended up in a woman's shelter in Kansas City. So a social worker introduced her to a man named John Osborne. Okay. Okay. 
Um, he told her that there was this program called the Kansas City Outreach Program, and it was designed to help young mothers get back on their feet. And he specifically told her that if she joined, she was going to get a free room and board while she studied for her GED. And this was really exciting to Lisa, obviously, because she doesn't want to be in a shelter with her baby. Right. So she agrees to participate. Okay. So now in January of 1985, Lisa and her baby check into the Roadway Inn, which is located in Oakland Park in Kansas. Okay. And they were living in room 131. Mr. Osborne, as she knew him, was paying for all the accommodations. And I'm sure you have figured out that John Osborne is John um, Robinson. Robinson. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, she just knew him as Mr. Osborne, right? Yeah. Okay. So, then on January 10th, Lisa calls her mother-in-law, and she's hysterical, and she's freaking out. And she says that she had heard that her mother-in-law was trying to take the baby away. She said, I don't know who she heard this from. It's not clear from, like, what information I found. Mm -hmm. But basically, someone had told her that her mother-in-law is trying to take her baby because she sees her as an unfit parent. You know, she's living in a shelter, so she wants to take her away. Okay. Carl's mother, because her ma- her baby daddy was named Carl. Sorry. You, sorry. Oh, my sorry. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if it's, like, your shoes, It's my maybe? shoes, because I do this. Is that why? Because, like, we've hit feet before, and I don't freak out, but it's, like, it's that. It's because I'm moving my sandal, so oh you're gosh. just feeling the sandal. Okay, forget Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so anyway, she tells her mom that, or her her mother-in-law, that she heard that she wants to take the baby away. Yeah. Her mother-in-law reassures her that that's, that's not true. That it's not true, that she would never do that, that she doesn't think she's an unfit parent, right? Okay. Okay. So once Lisa finally calms down, she told her that someone wanted her to sign four blank pieces of paper. So that's what he would do. He would give them blank pieces of paper and he would tell them, like, I need you to sign this for X, Y, Z. And then he would have the signatures. Exactly. Oh, shit. So, of course, her mother-in-law is like, what the hell? No, don't sign anything. And then right after that, Lisa's last words to her were, oh, here they come. And then she hung up. They? That's what she said. Who's the they? We don't know. Yeah. Um, But this would be the last time that anyone heard anything from Lisa. The next day, Lisa's sister learned that her sister, meaning Lisa, had checked out of the hotel or out of the motel that same night after she hung up the call with her mother-in-law, right? Okay. Okay. So I think about a day goes by and her sister doesn't hear from Lisa. Mm -hmm. So she starts getting concerned and she goes and to report her as missing. Okay. Yeah. So. The police discovered that the room had been paid by a company credit card, which led them back to John Robinson. Okay. So they dug further into his history and they learned that he had created the Kansas Outreach Program as a supposedly charitable extension of his company. In 1984, though, he went to the Truman Medical Center to share information about his program because he wanted that center to get involved with him, right? Uh-huh. Um, He said that he was involved with Catholic charities and they were pretty excited about the prospect of working with him because it seemed really legit and like it could be helpful. So he asked them if they want to partner with him. And he's like, basically, you just need to refer women out to the program after their stay here with you so that they can get help through my program. Okay. But then they became suspicious of him when he asked them to solely refer Caucasian women to the program. So there was a social worker, um, 
there at the facility, and that made her believe that he was actually in, involved in baby brokering trade. So basically, trying to take the babies, right? Okay. Okay. So that happened, and then a few months later, he went to the police because this was around the time when they were looking for Lisa, okay. and he says he reports to the police that he knew a woman who was claiming that Lisa had recently babysat for her. Okay. So this random woman is supposedly saying that Lisa's alive and that she just babysat for her. Um, so the police track her down and they question her and almost immediately she breaks down and she admits that she only said that because Robinson blackmailed her and she never, she doesn't even know anyone named Lisa. So then when they confront him again, he changes the story and he says that what actually really happened is that Lisa had come to see him with a man named Bill and Lisa told him, I'm leaving to Colorado. I want to start a new life. Okay. So even though he had been caught in several lies, the police didn't have any evidence that tied him to the crimes, so they basically had to back off. And months go by until towards the end of the year, Lisa's family started receiving letters that were, of course, hand-signed by her. Mm -hmm. At this point, the police are getting suspicious that her disappearance was actually connected to the disappearance of another woman, Paula Godfrey. Who was our first victim in the oh, story. Oh, she's the first one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So now they're starting to see similarities and connecting the stories, right? Okay. Okay. So now let's fast forward back to when he was caught because they mm-hmm. found the bodies, right? Yeah. Okay. So after he was caught and, like, they found all the bodies, his wife, whose name is Nancy, ended up testifying against him in court in the year 2001 for the disappearance of Tiffany Stacy, who the, was the baby. The baby, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tiffany was Lisa's baby, obviously. Uh And Nancy claimed that in January of 1985, her husband randomly one day came home with a baby girl. Um, They cleaned her up because she was dirty and she was given over into the care of Robinson's brother. Okay. Okay. So he basically killed Lisa, took the baby and gave it to his brother. The reason why is because his brother and his wife were unable to have their own children and they had been trying for a really long time. So at this point, they're trying to adopt, right? And so he told everyone that the baby's mother had died of suicide and they believe him because he had that program. So they knew that he worked with with young, with young women who were in bad situations. So he says that the mom died of suicide and he even created fake adoption paperwork. So everyone thought that it was legit. And he also had his family pay thousands of of dollars for the transaction to make it seem more legit, right? Because when you adopt, you have to pay. Okay, yeah. So he made them pay and everything. Oh, my God. Again, everyone thought it was legitimate and they named the baby Heather Robinson. So the day that she was actually adopted, you know, supposedly... Mm -hmm. They were so happy that they all took a big family picture together. And in the picture, you can look this up. It's out in the internet. Mm -hmm. Robinson is holding the baby on his lap. And they're all just standing around with, like, the biggest smiles. Because it's a happy moment for them. They don't know the context. But it's super creepy when you see it now because you know everything that happened, right? Um, So Heather Robinson, and we call her Heather because... She eventually found out, and she decided to keep her name. Okay. So Heather eventually found out. Oh, no, no. She knew her whole life that she was adopted, but she didn't know any of Why? the circumstances, okay. right? Uh-huh. She just knew that she was given up for adoption, and she didn't know the truth until she was 16 years old. Damn. So basically, she grew up her whole life with Robinson being an uncle to her. And in an, uh, there was an interview where she said that people always asked her, how does it know to feel that the man that you considered your uncle was actually the person who killed your mom? 
And she said that she basically what she got out of it is that you should always trust your gut because she never felt comfortable around him. Wow. She always felt like something was weird when he was around. Interesting. And one time when she was about 15 years old, which was right before he got caught, uh-huh. Heather and her family were going through like hard times. And so he came up to her and he was like, hey, if you ever want to come to Kansas City to work on my farm, like I got you. But she to- he told her, like, don't tell your family. Right. And she believes that if she would have done it, he would have killed her. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay. So it's continuously been a mystery why Robinson ended up sparing Heather's life and why he kept her so close in the family. Mm-hmm. His explanation was that his brother desperately wanted a baby. And that was, like, the whole motive. But knowing how evil he is, it's unlikely. Right. And, like, how many times he's killed women before. Yeah. Like, why? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So professionals um, actually believe that he probably had his own selfish reasons, obviously. I mean, he did get money out of it, so maybe it was right. like a money, a, well, not that a money thing. It's just weird. I mean, like, it's a lot of money, but yeah. not enough. Right. I don't know. But so they also think that maybe it's kind of like, oh, he has a living trophy. You know how killers like to keep parts of bodies or something so maybe maybe. for him it was like i have a living trophy of what i did like i got away with it i killed her mom and i have her around right yeah that makes sense um and something that i speculated is that what if he just wanted to do a full circle thing where like i'm gonna spare your life i'm gonna watch you grow up and then i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you Mm -hmm. Like, maybe his thrill yeah. was killing adult women. Like, he was like, well, a baby. What is the baby? Can't fight back. Right, can't fight back. Yeah. So. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. Super spooky. Um, and, yeah, like, she mentioned, you know, that he offered to take her to the farm. Yeah, so, I could have done mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like I said earlier, she did end up keeping her name. And as far as I know, she still goes by Heather Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, she had started her own YouTube page called The Lisa Stacy Effect, and she was releasing a podcast, or she did, mm-hmm. and I think it was several episodes long, and it included interviews with her adoptive family and mm-hmm. kind of like her take on her on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, by the time I was researching the story and like I went to look for it, all the videos are all taken out. Oh, wow. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know if she did it or if there. there was a problem, but mm-hmm. there's nothing there now. Like she still has subscribers, mm-hmm. but there's no content on her channel at all. Interesting. Yeah. And I know it was up because um, some of the information, I got it from another YouTuber who was covering the story. Uh-huh. And she says she saw the videos. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Yeah. Weird. So in 2002, Robinson stood trial for the murders of Suzette, Isabella, and Lisa. He was convicted on all counts, and he received the death sentence for the deaths of Suzette and Isabella. And then he got life in prison for Lisa. He also received other sentences, including an additional life sentence for the deaths of his other victims, and he currently remains on death row in Kansas. Um, All in all, Robinson has eight known victims, but he still hasn't revealed the whereabouts of Lisa, Paula, or Catherine. And one investigator was quoted as saying, he has maintained the secrets about what he's done with the women. He won't ever tell. It's the last control that he's got. There are probably other barrels waiting to be opened, other bodies waiting to be found. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. So that's my story this week. Mm. It's really sad. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's so crazy, like, the thing with the baby, and, like, he kept her in the yeah. family. It's weird. That's super weird. Yeah. But 
I agree that it could be like a trophy thing or he wanted to kill her as an adult. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Because I don't think it was out of like his heart. Like, oh, I can't kill a baby. not at all. Mm -hmm. Or also because they did already have suspicions that he wanted to like start selling babies, right? Maybe that was, maybe he had done it before. Maybe this was just happened to go to a family member because it was convenient. So, so many questions. So many questions. But yeah, really sad story. Yeah. I think this is my first story where I actually do like a murder because I feel like most of mine have been I survived. Yeah. Survivor stories. I survived or uh, missing people. Missing people. Uh Uh-huh. I can't, I don't think I've done any like actual murders. Okay. Like official murders, right? Making a change. Right. Only took me what, 12 episodes? Is it? Yeah, this is 12. <laughs> well, technically 6, right? Yeah, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's my story. I'm done. Okay, so yeah, um, thank you guys for tuning in again. Yes, thank you. We appreciate your existence and your acknowledgement of our podcast. And your participation with us. Yes. We look forward to it every week. Every week. Um, so we if you love wanna- the banter with you guys. I mean, it's great. Yeah, if you want to really talk to us more, <laughs> we've gotten a little feedback, but we would appreciate more feedback. So if you want to talk to us, you can reach us on our social media platforms, um, which is The Haunted and The Wanted on Instagram. You can email us your listener stories or just suggestion, anything you want at The Haunted and The Wanted. If you just need life advice, Brittany's really good at giving life advice. Am I? Yeah, so know, you man. can send her any questions <laughs> you have on anything and she'll help you if you want she's really good with resumes so you can send her oh, your yeah. resume i do like doing resumes mm-hmm. so you know send her your resume at <laughs> the haunted and the wanted at gmail.com and she'll make it look all pretty for you oh thanks I'm and then you like um yeah reach us at on twitter at that w podcast mm-hmm. h-a-t-w podcast yes absolutely we're and always open to suggestions criticism. always mm-hmm. constructive criticism in a nice way. In a nice way, please. Please, please, please. Yeah. But thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you uh, for tuning in to this podcast. That's 50% Haunted. 50% Wanted. And 100%, 100% That W Podcast. Bye. Bye.